Genesis, the second chapter, from verse 18 to 25, the message translation. God said, It's not good for the man to be alone. I'll make him a helper, a companion. So God formed from the dirt of the ground all the animals of the field and all the birds of the air. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. Whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. The man named the cattle, named the birds of the air, named the wild animals, but he didn't find a suitable companion. God put the man into a deep sleep. As he slept, he removed one of his ribs and replaced it with flesh. God then used the rib that he had taken from the man to make woman and presented her to the man. The man said, finally, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, name her woman, for she was made from man. Therefore, a man leaves his father and mother and embraces his wife. They become one flesh. The two of them, the man and his wife, were naked, but they felt no shame. Bible Before Breakfast, Mildred Kingsley-Kunko here. Good morning. We're finally somehow rounding up on our series on dealing with emotions. But this morning, we still have one emotion to tackle, and that's the emotion of shame. Yes, you heard me right, shame. If you've never felt shame, then you are one superhero that I'd like to meet. The Bible tells us that the man and his wife were in the garden, but even though they were naked, they felt no shame. Imagine living a life where you feel absolutely no shame. And I know that a lot of times when we read this scripture or we teach on it, we teach on it in relation with marriage, about not keeping secrets, about living as one, being open with each other. But today I'd like you to remove everything that you know about the scripture and let's look at it without putting it in a box. Let's look at it without labeling it in marriage scripture. The Bible tells us here that the man and his wife were naked. Whether they were naked together or naked separately, that's another thing. But it's very clear that they were exposed. They were exposed, but they felt no shame. And I feel like this story is really a prerequisite to what happens eventually. Notice that this is the first mention of not feeling shame because that was the state that God created them in. So God's original plan and mandate for us was that we would live life where we wouldn't feel shame. And even if we ever did make a mistake, we were just to learn from the mistake and move on. It had nothing to do with shame. In fact, if you look at this story very closely, you'll see that God gave Adam a task. Find a companion. Find someone. So he named all the animals, but he didn't find anyone. Now, if it was in this day where we now experience shame, Adam would have experienced shame at that point because he would have felt inadequate. He would have felt like he didn't achieve what God told him to do. He didn't fulfill the assignment. So he would have started out feeling ashamed. Oh, I can't even find myself a suitable helper. Oh, I can't even do this. Oh, I'm, I'm not good enough. Oh, I'm not. 
and he would have gone on and on and maybe depression would have set him but you see he was created at a time where all those things were alien at the time where he was created he was created perfect just the way god wants us to be god created us to feel no shame even when we're exposed even when we fall short of the things that he asked us to do now let's move quickly to the continuation of the story now you must understand that the bible wasn't written in chapters or verses it was just written as one whole long story and was written in chapters and divided into verses so that it would be easy for us to find things when we're looking for them so really naked and unashamed is not really where the story ends that's a prerequisite to where the story is really going so let's quickly run to the first verse of chapter 3 which is the very next verse it says the serpent was clever more clever than any wild animal god had made and he spoke to the woman Do I understand that God told you not to eat from any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, not at all. We can eat from the trees in the garden. It's only about the tree in the middle of the garden that God said, don't eat from it. Don't even touch it or you'll die. And the serpent told the woman, you won't die. God knows that the moment you eat from that tree, you'll see what's really going on. You'll be just like God, knowing everything, ranging all the way from good to evil. And when the woman saw that the tree looked like good eating, and realized what she would get out of it. She would know everything. She took and ate the fruit and then gave some to her husband and he ate. Immediately, the two of them did see what's really going on. Saw themselves naked. They sewed fig leaves together as makeshift clothes for themselves. And when they heard the sound of God strolling in the garden in the evening breeze, the man and his wife hid in the trees of the garden. They hid from God. And God called to the man, where are you? He said, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid. And God said, who told you you were naked? Did you eat from that tree I told you not to eat from? And so the story goes on and on and on. And really, this is where shame came in for the very first time. They ate the fruits and then they realized all their inadequacies. They realized that they were never really good enough. Interestingly, they realized that they were naked. They were exposed. And for the first time, they felt shame. Interestingly, they had been naked all this while, but they felt no shame. So where Satan was really going was to remove us from that original state of shalom, that state of peace, of being okay with not being perfect being okay with who we are, being okay with making mistakes and knowing that God still loves us. But what happened here was immediately they made the mistake. They ran from God. Now the thing about shame is that shame is a whole family of emotions. It carries with it embarrassment, guilt, self-criticism, self-consciousness, humiliation. So shame says, you're unacceptable, you're unlovable, and you're unworthy. And that's really how they felt in the garden. They felt they were not good enough anymore, so they ran from God instead of running to God like they would every evening. The thing about shame is that shame focuses on identity. Now, guilt focuses on behavior. Oh, I did something wrong. But shame says, I am something wrong. Guilt says, I made a mistake. Shame says, I am a mistake. 
Guilt says, oh, I did something bad. I really feel bad about that. Shame says, you are something bad. That's why you keep doing bad things. So shame is really, really a terrible emotion that if we're not careful, can lead to self-hatred and low self-esteem. Now, there are many things that can cause you shame. And I need you to think about it for a moment. Sometimes the things that even cause us shame are things we have no control over. For instance, people feel shame over a certain kind of illness. So people who are disabled, for instance, in a wheelchair would feel a certain kind of shame. Oh, I can't run with my friends. And it possibly had nothing to do with you. You were probably born that way. Oh, I have asthma. Oh, I have all kinds of things. People are shamed. Sometimes it's verbal abuse. You've heard it over and over and over again that you're not good enough. You'll never be good enough. Why can't you be like your brother? Why can't you be more like your sister? Why are you so stupid? You've heard words that have somehow framed you. And so you need to be careful not to internalize them. And to also build a bridge between negative words and yourself. Another thing that can cause you shame is neglect. When you feel abandoned. Another thing that can cause you shame is when you have let guilt linger for too long. And thank God we've dealt with guilt on this podcast because there is therefore no condemnation. Once you're in Christ Jesus, let it go. You have been set free. You are no longer guilty. The case is closed. This is a way to deal with guilt. But if you don't deal with it, it can cripple you. Shame is so terrible that it lies to you that your life's journey is something terrible and has made you someone terrible. Listen to me. One of the things I know about God is that God absolutely loves us. Adam made a huge mistake when he realized he was ashamed, when he realized he was naked. The first thing he did was to run from God and he made an even sillier mistake. He covered himself with leaves. Now, you would know that he had even entered an inferior condition because Adam should be smarter than that. Covering himself with leaves meant that every evening the leaves would wither and he would be just as naked. But when God came on the scene and God told them, because of what you've done, see what's going to happen to you. You guys have messed up everything I planned for you. But God didn't send them out with leaves. God killed an animal, the very first sacrifice, so that there would be an atonement for their sin. And God took the skin from that animal and he covered them with leather meaning that they would now be officially covered and he taught them another way to cover themselves so every time they would make leather blood would be shed listen god loves you so much you're beautiful the bible says you are altogether beautiful my darling there is no flaw in you when you read the book of songs of solomon that's god speaking to you that you are beautiful There's absolutely nothing wrong with you. You're not your mistakes. In the garden, Adam had already started making mistakes, but he didn't even realize it because even though he was naked, he felt no shame. And that's God's ultimate plan for you, that even when you are exposed, you should feel no shame. Good morning. What a wonderful way to start your day. Bible before breakfast with Mildred King Sukungu.